Do you remember the last time you picked up a pen and noticed the quality? How about a razor you handled that didn't feel cheaply made? When was the last time a product made a true and lasting impression on you? In this era of the mass-produced and disposable, anything lovingly handcrafted seems to be a rare thing. Maybe it's time for a change, and Spindlecraft can help. At Spindlecraft, passion and superior quality make it stand out from the faceless, automated crowd. Material for each piece of work is thoughtfully chosen, crafted, sanded, and finally polished with the kind of attention to detail and dedication you can't get off of an assembly line. At Spindlecraft, they know that quality of the material is as important as the quality of the craftsmanship and is a reflection of both the artist and the customer. So rather than buying some cheap pens or razors that you won't give a second thought, purchase something from Spindlecraft. To see what they have to offer, go to www.spindlecraft.com and at the checkout, enter the word GEEKS. That's G-E-E-K-S to get 10% off. We're sure that once you have a Spindlecraft product in your hand, you won't want to put it down. Welcome to the Freaking Geeks Podcast, the flagship podcast of Freaking Geeks Media. In this podcast, hosts Michael, Sarah, and Barry crank the geekiness to 11, covering everything from movies and television to pop culture, video games, books, and so much more. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The podcast is produced each week, so feel free to add us to your favorite RSS feed or on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. The links will be in the show notes. Okay, now it's time to start the show. Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome back to another episode of the Freaking Geeks podcast. I'm your host, Michael, and with me are my two co-hosts, Barry and Jacob. Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, well, as you can tell, we're probably a little rusty. Uh, it's been a while uh, since we've done an episode. Um, probably should mention why we've been away for so long. Uh, there are a number of reasons. Uh, we've been in a pandemic, which has been fun, uh, as, as everybody knows. Um, on top of that, however, uh, there was issues with the website, which were so extensive that it required me to kind of build one from the ground up and transfer everything over, which took forever. And I, and I do mean forever. Um, and yeah. And then on top of that, you know, I bought a house, Jacob, you bought a house. I mean, it just lots of life events uh, on top of everything else kind of yep. just, uh, got in the way of us doing our normal thing. And oh, but here we are. And we're, we're here to talk about a movie that we saw four years ago, almost four years ago. Uh, pretty sure we roundly annihilated it for the most part. Um, and yeah, uh, we're, we're here to apparently uh, review it again, but double the pain, uh, <laughs> I guess, is the way to, to look at it. Uh, all right. So before we get into uh, discussing this uh we are here to talk about justice league the snyder cut a 2017 movie that Zack snyder had to leave due to uh, a personal uh 
life event uh, uh, with his daughter, uh, tragic. And and I, you know, if you know anything about this movie, I'm, I'm sure you know exactly what happened. Um, he left. He stepped down, and uh, they brought Joss Whedon on. Joss Whedon then turned around, rewrote the script, and then ended up reshooting ninety percent or so of the movie. And the movie that we got was a two-hour mishmash of different tones by two directors, uh, a script that was vastly different uh, in the the one that Snyder did and the one that Joss Whedon did, the tones, everything. It it just did not work for a number of reasons. Um, And the fans were vocal. They hated it. Uh, for the most part, and they demanded the release of the Snyder Cut, and that hashtag uh, ended up working its magic over the course of several years, and lo and behold, we got the Snyder Cut a few days ago, what was it, uh, March 21st, 2021, Um, and here we are. So, uh, written by Chris Terrio, and directed by Zack Snyder, who used none of the footage, not one second of Joss Whedon's. Um, a runtime of four hours and two minutes. A budget of $375 million. That's $300 million for the original. And an additional estimated $75 million for the Snyder Cut, which they gave him so that he could finish the movie properly. Um, the box office is none, because it was released on HBO Max. Stars Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, Gal Gadot, Ezra Miller, Amy Adams, J.K. Simmons, Jason Momoa, Willem Dafoe, and plenty of others, especially in this cut. Uh, all right, so, um, Rake, your recall back to 2017, what was your reaction Ooh, to Justice League geez. when we reviewed it back then? I know it's hard. Got to reach back into yeah. that hazy, hazy uh past and, and pull up those memories i think i think we reviewed it didn't we yeah we did and uh, okay yeah. well I, I unfortunately i didn't listen to that recording but uh from my recollection i was you know it, it it was your typical at the time dc movie you know had a ton of potential but just you know just didn't pan out you know that's 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 all there was, there was to it for me you know i was more excited about this particular version then and I'm, I'm holding with it still because I enjoyed this current one better. Okay. Uh, but to directly answer your question, you know, I underwhelmed. Yeah. Uh, Jacob, what about you? Uh, you weren't, I think you weren't reviewing movies with us at that point. Um, what was your reaction when you originally watched Justice League? Uh, physical pain on the like whiplash that that movie gave and like you said it just the tonal differences i couldn't get comfortable watching it because every time i was like okay we're going with this tone got it then it would immediately flip and just feel like a completely different movie because yeah zach snyder and joss whedon are so different in their directing styles that it's not even remotely similar. <laughs> so yeah, it just that tonal difference just gave me whiplash and like Raker just disappointment 
let down yeah. by how it turned out. But like you, I mean, like me, I, I doubt you were surprised. Oh, you God, know? no. I mean, the way DC movies had been going. I mean, not that they're terrible by any means, but, you know, when you comparatively speaking to the Marvel movies yeah. at that time, you know, I mean, they were just they just came up way short every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this was no exception. Yeah, it was. And a lot of it had to do in look, my opinion in, you know, 2017, it was it was just bad. It was uh, the characters were thinly drawn, especially Cyborg uh the biggest offense against him, his character had nothing practically. Um, but everybody else really fell short as well. Um, the script was just all over the place. The The direction was odd at times, which, you know, Whedon is a good director. You know, he, can, he, he directs a solid movie. So I don't know whether it was time constraint, rushing to get things done. Special effects were horrid. They were terrible. Like some of the worst special effects that I've ever seen in a major tentpole movie. And mm-hmm. it was a shame because yeah. like, you know, you, you tried to, to go in excited and, and all you got was was garbage for the most part. Um, oh, yeah. So, you know, it, it was just bad. Um, at the end of the day, regardless of what happened, regardless of Zack Snyder stepping down, regardless of, you know, whatever issues or challenges that Whedon, and I'm sure it was challenging for him to come on board, but at the same time, did he have to rewrite the entire script, basically? No, not really, you know. Um, he could have just come in and done his best to finish the script that was done by the, the director who had stepped down. Um, but ultimately, this is where we're at. You know, this is the... This is the cut we have now. Uh, this was the intended direction of of uh, Zack Snyder. This is what he envisioned the whole time. And so, you know, if this is your first time watching Justice League, if, if maybe a few years ago you were going to watch it and you, know, you didn't for whatever reason and you sat and watched this, you know, we're going to do our best to kind of discuss this movie in particular, obviously. Uh, we you know we've just illustrated the fact that we didn't hold the last one in high regard in any way. Um, so let's talk about this one. Uh, I want to first say something before we really get into it, which is there's going to be a little bit of a caveat here in my in my criticism. This is a four hour movie. Okay. Now I have nothing against long movies, right? I mean, we've all, most of us, I would assume, and a lot of people have watched Lord of the Rings movies, right? They are well known to be over three hours long with the extended editions oftentimes running past three and a half hours. However, um, there's nothing, there's, there's, when it comes to making movies, right? The length of a movie is... Not, I mean, a three-hour movie or four-hour movie isn't bad. Just as that as an hour and a half long movie isn't good or bad. It depends on what is needed to tell the story. So if you tell, you know, Once Upon a Time in the West or you know, really great older movies that are long epics, Lawrence of Arabia, prime example. These are long movies that need the time to tell that 
big, long, sprawling, epic story. And it's fine. Some movies don't need that long. This movie is better. This is, to me, this movie is a, is a big jump up. Yeah. Okay. But when your bar is as low <laughs> as the original <laughs> Justice League was, like to hop over that is like two inches off the ground. It's not hard. So yes, this is a, this is a much better movie in my opinion, but the four hour runtime is completely unnecessary for this movie. And I know there are people Agreed. that are listening to this that might say, you know, you're completely wrong. Uh, you know, you might have been waiting for this for several years. You got it. You love it. You love every every second of this movie. I'm telling you, in my opinion, this movie is better. But there are uh, the runtime is a big issue because there are a lot of things in this movie that still could have been cut out without sacrificing the story. Or the character. Uh, before you know, I want to get into some stuff, guys. But but, do you have anything to say when it comes to the runtime? You sat down and you watched four hours of Justice League. Does this movie require four hours runtime? I'll let I'll let Ray go first. Oh, I was just gonna say the same thing. I was gonna say, all right, Jake, have at it. But if you must. <laughs> now, um, you know what? I I watched it in two settings. Mm-hmm. Um, cause four hours, you know, is, is pretty long. I, I don't like many of you, uh, I don't have literally four hours to sit and watch a movie. Um, as much as I love movies, I just don't have that time as a family man. But, you know, I, I did find myself enjoying two hours and then two hours. Like literally it was funny because I was done with the first two hours. It was about the one fifty nine mark. And I was like, Oh wow, that's perfect. That means I can just start right here, you know, later, you know, so evenly you know divided in half and i mean does it need the four hours michael's original question uh i mm, that's a tough one i mean i think any movie that's that long could easily have had you know five minutes snipped here five minutes snipped there ten minutes maybe here uh Mm -hmm. but i think i think it worked well uh like mike said i think this movie was a big jump and, you know, it kind of felt epic. You know, I, I was texting some buddies after the movie, some other geeks, if you will. And they said, you know what? That actually feels like a comic book movie should feel. You know what I mean? Like, this is this is the way it should have felt, you know, after seeing it the first time. And, they're you know, they're not pro-DC or pro-Marvel either way. They're just saying, you know, this is the way this movie should have been. Maybe not the whole four hours thing. You know, I don't think I would have went to a movie theater well, maybe I would have for certain movies for four hours, but no, it didn't need the four hours, but I don't think it truly hurt it that much. I enjoyed seeing all the extra stuff. I enjoyed, you know, seeing Snyder's and Whedon's versions intertwining. And then, of course, the post credit scene or the whatever ending scenes, whatever you want to call them. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if I answered you directly, but, you know, I, I, I think... Yeah, four hours is definitely a little too long. It could have been three ten, three twenty, and it would have been really good, also, uh, or just good, also. But you know, I don't think it hurt. I don't think it was the ultimate detriment to the movie. Uh, what about you, Jake? Uh, I absolutely think it was way too long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's so many 
characters, even though they expanded on in this version, that they shouldn't have had to expand upon so much if they would have given those characters the true justice they deserve and had their own movie beforehand. Literally, the only one who got their own movie besides the two flagship characters of Batman and Superman was Wonder Woman. I mean, you could count Aquaman, but technically speaking, it's the justice league came out before Aquaman. So like his character still wasn't really like all of those scenes. If it was some was reshot, but most of it was still like his, his cut. Like it was all stuff. He had a lot of it was already stuff. He filmed and written. Yeah. So to me, the a lot of those scenes, a lot of those explanations and characters that like Cyborg, prime yeah. example. Yeah, they did a great job of giving him a lot more and fleshing him out so much more in this. But that character deserved his own movie before this. Yes. Agreed. This is this is rushing. This is what and we talk about this. Yeah. The first time. This is what it this is what the problem was. Yeah, they they were caught in between doing what Marvel did and 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 doing and rushing. Ultimately, yeah. what they did instead of taking their time and doing what Marvel did, gave everybody their own singular movie and bring them all together. Um, they rushed it, and what I think, and basically, a lot of if 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 I had to try to boil down my criticism of this movie. Like I could talk about things in particular. We'll get to other aspects, but part of the the problem with this movie is that on a fundamental level, the very D, in the very DNA of this movie, there are problems that no amount of money, no amount of freedom as a director uh, was going to fix. Reshoots wouldn't have fixed it, and that is that you had characters in this movie that required an origin story. Mm-hmm. And this movie had to serve both as its own entity as well as serving as an origin story for these characters. Yes, we we, have, we know who Batman is. We've had plenty of movies with him. We've already had a movie with Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne. Yeah. We, have, we had our Wonder Woman movie. We've had several... Uh, Superman movies with Henry Cavill. So he's well-established. Batman is well-established. And uh, Wonder Woman was established going into this movie. But you have The Flash, you had Cyborg, and you had uh, Aquaman, who all needed their own origin story so that the audience, whether you're a comic book fan or you've never read a comic book movie or read a comic book in your entire life, can walk in and say, okay... I've seen everybody's movies. I know who they are. I'm ready to go. And so when you have a movie that's trying to do these two things simultaneously, that's where the issues, because you have these two movies, essentially, that are trying to rub up against one another, vying for space, you know, vying for dominance in this movie. Whereas if you would have had origin stories for all these characters, this movie could have been solely about dark side and and you know the mother boxes and everything else but this movie yeah. had to do multiple things and it shouldn't have had to do it so 
ultimately, in my opinion, yes, this is a much better movie, but it still, in some ways, suffers from the exact same issues as the original Justice League did. Okay. Um, Well, like, if they would have done all of that and given each one, and they still wanted to make this a four-hour movie, they could have had at the two-hour benchmark the fight with Steppenwolf, and then the next two hours is now dark side has stepped up. Mm. Yeah. Like if they really wanted that, like this whole, like, Oh, we beat the loop, the mini boss. Now let's go for the big bad kind of deal. If they really wanted to, because you mean mean Thanos light. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I I mean, (laughs) I, I personally in the comics and in all of the other adaptations, I like dark side a heck of a lot more than Thanos. Oh yeah. And that's fine. I think that's fine, yeah. but clearly this movie was modeled after what uh, this this movie was clearly modeled after, you know, the bad guy Dark Side is is very Thanos like. You've got the mother boxes, which you know feel like the stones in some way, uh, or or the one or the rings in Lord of the Rings, even um, you know they feel very very similar and that could be partially be because in the comics you know dc takes something from marvel an idea marvel takes something from dc all this they they do a lot of that i know but yeah, it, there's it, only they, some kind of item that can destroy or mold the universe there, yeah, there's like yeah. a multiple there's always a, there's there's always there's always the objects that the you know they're being fought over but again this is the problem right because you you know in the Marvel movies, you had the stones being featured in all of those other standalone movies leading up to, you know, Infinity War. You know, mm-hmm. that that's what it means to sow the seeds of this stuff early. And so the mother boxes feel, you know, like something that we've seen before. And then, you know, another problem too is whether it's Steppenwolf or Darkseid there's no motivation but domination, which is a huge problem. And it's not limited to just DC. Marvel has had, you know, villain issues over the years, too. We've talked about it extensively. You know, we, we've we've all liked Marvel movies that, you know, we go, oh, you know, I really like this movie, but, you know, the villain's kind of crap, you know, like not very good villain. And so they, they've been spotty. You know, sometimes they have good villains and sometimes they don't. And in this, in this movie... Um, Dark side's like, oh, I just, you know, basically he just wants to own the universe, right? Whereas with Thanos, um, whether you agreed with it or not, he had an objective, he had a goal, and he had a pathos. He was the hero in his own story. He was he was doing the good work. He was doing what he felt was necessary. It was completely crazy. He was insane, but there was a weird twisted logic to what he was trying to do, even while you knew he was a crazy, you know, near godlike uh, creature. And and that's why the first, the Infinity War was Thanos' movie. That was his movie. And, and the problem here is that you have these thinly drawn villains. Uh, Steppenwolf... Yes, there was a little more death to him. You had a little more story with him, but still not that much. Dark side, you know, we don't know almost anything except, oh, he came down once. He was defeated by the forces uh, of Earth, and now he's back. 
And, you know, that's that's part of the problem. If, if he would have had more of a motivation, something, some three-dimensionality to his character. But again, it all comes down to even with four hours, this movie didn't have the time to do it. And, and one thing, and we talk about the four-hour runtime, two things were to shorten this. Number one, take out the epilogue. I hated it. Oh my god! I hated same. the epilogue. Number two, <laughs> number two. I've never seen a director who loves slow motion as much as Zack Snyder does, and it's, it's oh, well known. Not even John Woo. But, uh, oh no! What's okay. his name? Who did Aladdin? Oh right, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that that's oh. true. But I mean, I can. How many sequences in this movie were, were slow motion? There had to be sixty. There had to be sixty, at least sixty sequences that were in slow motion at some point, uh, scenes in the, at some point in this movie. And it was like, oh please, God, do I need to see a slow well, motion forget. football How game? How could they not rip off X Men and Days of Future Past? Yes, well, there's that too. But slow motion football game, really? Uh, do I really need to see a slow motion football game? That's true. You cut out all the slow motion, you might save yourself ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you it cut out you cut out ten minutes of slow motion, and you cut out that epilogue. All of a sudden, you have a three hour and fifteen minute movie. Mm. Sounds a lot better to me, and I think you know because that epilogue. By the time you get to the end of the movie, the epilogue, uh, it's just like oh, oh god. god, you know when it, when the Lord of the Rings epilogue starts to feel concise, that's scary. Okay, for the Return of the King. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So, so, all right. So, I'm going to let you guys talk. Give me your opinions on characters and, and what are you guys, your thoughts on the plot and the villains and everything you're seeing? Like, they expanded things, but what do they, what do they do? What, what connected with you and what didn't connect with you? Uh, Rick, I, I do you have something important to say about this movie. Okay. Um, Willem Dafoe should never be filmed with long hair. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm gonna go. There you go. Now yeah. we can continue because, <laughs> right? Is it me or am I like, what the heck, William? Like, or Willem? Excuse me. Like, he just looked like an old grandmother. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, dude. Like, when you're old and you look old, you should not have long hair unless you're like Sam Elliott or something. Um, agreed. Yeah. That was, I just couldn't get past that. I'm sorry I couldn't get past it. And then to hear him talk and stuff and like, you know, act like some warrior. I was like, oh my God, no, Willem, get out of this movie, please. But anyway, continue. We'll let Jake take this one over. He was kind enough to pass me the torch last time. So, oh, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I liked the banter it was very much more improved interactions among the characters that felt like they felt a lot more genuine like you know the flash cyborg uh aquaman like it, it didn't seem like forced humor like the whedon cut felt. Uh, justice like, league yeah, like it, some of the moments between like when they were trying to dig up Superman and Cyborg just uh, looked at him and like it's like she she's thousands of years old. Yeah, right. Every guy's a younger guy. <laughs> like that was, that was actually kind of funny. It was like it was a small little moment, but it, and it wasn't forced, so it was nice. Yeah, agreed. 
but I just and it it's one thing that I'm so annoyed that they ruined it in this movie and they ruined the first time we got to see a high budget version of this character. Hmm. Martian Manhunter. Oh yeah. I am so picked off (laughs) with how they did that. Oh wow. Okay. Like, I don't mind like how they like it would have been great if like they had him like if they wanted to bring him into this they had they should have done it so much better like oh like if they would have had every other character get their origin and then introduce him for the first time in this and have him do what he did with Lois like him pose as different people throughout. And right. kind of get those little moments where he's learning about stuff and then him jump in at the final fight. Yes, that would have been great. Right. But then to have that all like the one scene where he's posing and then him come to Batman at the end, and it's just like now why are you doing that to me? Like, I don't just nah. I wanted I want Martian Manhunter because he is such a great character mm-hmm. and just kind of like he, he felt like a useless character in this yeah. yeah and it bothered me so much because of how important that character actually is when it comes to the space side of justice league yeah yeah and, bothered me with that like they just i know it's such a little thing but it's such a big character that kind of got wasted yeah agreed Agreed. and joker had no purpose in this movie he served no purpose why they brought freaking jared leto joker into this movie was the dumbest thing i think that you've ever done it really is a waste It, it you know this is and this is where to me this is where it feels like Giving, it's like a double-edged sword, really, right? You know, you give a director the ability to do the director's cut. And look, we've seen great director's cuts, right? There's been some really great director's cuts that have actually improved on the material. You know, yeah. the theatrical version wasn't very good. You, you watch the director's cut and you're thinking, wow, this is, this is great. This is what should have been mm-hmm. released. I've also seen director's cuts which have been terrible. They've actually made the, made the movie worse. And in this case, they gave a director carte blanche, right? They said, here's $75 million. Go make the movie you want. And they just basically gave him free reign to do whatever he wanted. And and this is, this is what we got. Apparently, he only shot like something like five minutes of new footage for the entire movie, which I guess was the epilogue, really. Mm. And everything else was stuff that he shot originally. Um, and the thing is, I look at that epilogue and I think, why, what's the point? It's almost like he knows that like the next justice league movie ain't going to happen. Certainly not going to have probably happen with the current cast, I guess. I mean, who knows could change, but it's almost like, um, he wanted to get in what he thought was going to be maybe 
the future. Um, because obviously we, we've seen this, um, this future in Batman v Superman with Batman. And fine, it ties it in together, but it just doesn't feel, it feels pointless. It doesn't feel like it has a purpose. Other than to go, oh, hey, this is what we're going to get to at some point. And it ain't going to happen, but here you go. Like, why couldn't you just have ended the movie proper with the original story and left it at that? It just, it just feels like an exercise in excess. Yeah. Really. And you'd think he would try to distance himself from BVS as much as possible, considering... Uh, Even though yeah. he stepped down, there was so much speculation that he was asked to step down by Warner Brothers because of how badly received BBS was. Mm. Uh, I just, yeah, like. Well, let me ask you this, Jake. Did you enjoy this? I enjoyed some of it. Okay. Like, it's one of those things. Like I, like I said, I really loved some of the interactions between the characters. I. I mm-hmm. Ezra Miller's not my choice for Barry Allen. Right. But yeah, like, I still enjoyed some of the interactions yep. with him. Like I enjoyed the Aquaman movie to, a lot. Like as a character, Jason Momoa actually did an interesting take on Aquaman. Well, I wouldn't say it was great, but I wouldn't say it was bad either. So it was nice seeing some of those interactions with Cyborg and the cast. I think they played up too much on the music stuff for Wonder mm. Woman. Every time she did oh any of her things, that guitar rift, I swear. Oh my God. You're not kidding. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, it, it uh. was just like, it was like there were so many good things that they did and then so many bad decisions. I remember one fight scene right away. One fight scene is God knows with what with her, you know what I mean? I can't remember what battle it was, but like she shows up, she does, you know, a couple little moves and the music kicks in and then it disappears for like 30 seconds. And then she does like some flip over the bad guy and the music kicks in again. It's like, (laughs) what is this? There's some guy like literally like, okay, every time Wonder Woman moves, you know, play the guitar riff now. Mm You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you're right, man. I, that's one of the things I, you know, laughed at. <laughs> Sadly. Like it, yeah. Like, it's, I wouldn't say, like, there was a great little rift. It was awesome. But they, it's like they got this little nugget of gold and they're like, let's just keep dropping that everywhere we possibly can <laughs> and hope it works. And it just, it was very noticeable. I wish, uh, I wish I could remember. I can kind of remember it, but I wish I. <laughs> just like, probably was it with the the spider walker and the underground like when the scientists were getting rescued i think well, it was I'm there thinking, i'm just thinking of the riff itself i, I, oh, like I, can, yeah. I can hear it but i can't you know what i mean yeah like, yeah yeah you know to me the script the script for this movie is a mixed bag it's mm. and, and like i was saying earlier this is not a normal thing right I mean, yeah. this movie, this movie in its current iteration at four hours and two minutes, never would have made it into theaters. Never, never, never going to happen. Three hours, maybe max. The only, and like the only you way, have to be yeah. built up like Endgame was. Right. And, and to get that in theaters. Yeah. Right. And so, so like, we're, we're, I mean, don't get me wrong. 
I think it's important that we review the movie as is, right? I can criticize it and say, hey, look, you know, this movie, if it was released in theaters, never would have made it in there at four hours. But right. hey, frankly, it wasn't released in theaters. It released on HBO Max, so that's fine. Mm, but true. You know, the point is, you know, this movie is this movie is an is just an, a director given free reign to make what the the movie that he wanted to make, and it's kind of insanely awesome in some way because you're saying, hey, your vision, whatever it happens to be, good or bad, have at it, and it's such a it's such a rare thing, right? Because most directors don't get to do that. Their their vision almost always, unless it's a small indie movie, you know, where you know, hey, here's five million bucks, go make your movie. Uh, they tend to not be able to really execute their vision fully, like they wanted it to, you know, be on screen because they just they're always hampered by something, right? Uh, the budget isn't high enough. Uh, you know, they they all kind of whatever thing interference by the studio, all that stuff. To me, the script for this movie is a mixed bag. Like I said earlier, it's got inherent issues built into the DNA of the script, which cannot be fixed. That's a problem. And that's that's just part of the, the deal. And so I, th- I think that that needs to be uh, noted, at least on my part. Now, I, again, I think the bad guys are one-dimensional and... <laughs> Not oh, yeah. there's nothing to them. I think that's a problem. Oh, yeah. uh, I do think that the the interactions between the characters are good. I think they feel more natural. Um, whether they're you know there's comic relief or it's just being you know a dark, serious Justice League movie. I think the actors play well off each other. Um, I actually think I like the Flash more in this movie than I did in the yep. original Justice League. Oh, yeah. Honest. Agreed. Um, but by a large margin, I'm going to say. Yeah, I think, I yeah. think, you know, I, and I was actually pretty positive about him. I remember in my first review, and I think he's better here. Um, I think everybody does a solid job. In terms of acting uh, for the main actors, I don't have any problems. Some of the side characters, look, this isn't her, this isn't a, an indictment on her. Amy Adams is probably one of the five best actors for the last 20 years. Wow. I can't remember I cannot remember seeing her in a performance where I've thought that's just a bad performance by Amy Adams. I think she's a great actress. I think she does a phenomenal job and she was like a wet blanket in this movie. Yeah. Um and it's not her fault. It's not her lack of talent or whatever. It's just she was given nothing to do here. Right. It's um, like um was it Glenn Close and Guardians One? Is that yeah. in it? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like great actress just given crap. Yeah. Like you can't really I don't you don't blame her. It's just like Guardians was a really great movie, but oh, yeah. like you just get stuck in those roles and I mean they're it's not like, excited about the yeah. roles. Lois so had the, nothing to do here. She, yeah. Her job was simply to show up so that Superman wouldn't kill Batman. That was literally her only function in this entire movie. Yeah, you know, I was not a fan of that whole sequence. The yeah. Whole Batman wakes up and he's discombobulated and he just wants to kill everybody and then magically, you know, he sees yeah. her and everything comes back. It's like, oh God. That yeah, that still did Was that pretty lame? Did. Yeah. Yeah, that's still I just didn't like, especially when because it made no point for the purposes. Yeah. later to have the black suit 
Mm. Yeah, they don't even do they even They're, reference it like why it's black comics, compared to. Yeah, like it, that suit in the comics is meant to be a suit for him to try and get his powers back to normal. Right. Clearly, they don't mention that in the movie. The movie no, yeah, not at all. So. He's just <laughs> rocking it when he goes to help him <laughs> because. Yeah, right. Good point. Because it's because uh, the fans are going to be like, oh, look, yeah, the black suit. That's literally its only purpose. They, yeah. they wanted that to be the, you know, cap wielding Mjolnir moment. And uh, it, yeah. that, but it's not earned. That's, no, I think, it's not. Yeah. I think because it's the it doesn't, yeah. like, they didn't build it. They didn't set it up. And it, honestly, it just bothered me as well when he still is wearing it. And the end, when he pulls back his shirt, like, I'm not a Superman fan. Like he's one of my least favorite heroes just because he's OP. A lot of times he's just a stereotypical yeah, boy scout with every power known to yeah. man because Deus Ex Machina of yeah. superheroes. But yeah. like when you like there's moments like when you have him pulling back that shirt, those buttons, and it's that black suit, you that is taking away the good yeah, that that yeah, character yeah. has mm-hmm. that character is supposed to be rocking that blue and red yeah. under yeah. his clothes yeah and it, yeah uh, just that that really that, that suit that that suit was the amy adams of superhero attire <laughs> <laughs> like it was useless honestly it, unfortunately yeah it it happens and it's unfortunate it's it's almost a microcosm of the whole dc you know eu debacle yeah uh, wanting it's wanting to get the payoff without doing any of the hard work to get the setup <laughs> and you yeah. know get things headed in that direction um yeah so look i think the actors do well here across the board i I, I don't have any problems with them um but you know this uh, in the special effects let's talk about the special effects Mm. um the special effects are clearly better in this movie oh yeah i wouldn't call them great i think there are times where they are actually you know impressive um Mm -hmm. there are some shots that i think are just really really great uh but i do think there's still times where i'm like eh, boy Still looks like a video game from like ten years ago, um, <laughs> and yeah. it's it's because not only do you have to clean up the effects from the original iteration, I guess, or you have to really start from scratch. Frankly, is probably what they did, um, given that uh, Snyder didn't use a single uh, second of Whedon's uh, footage, but. I think that you're trying to spread that over four hours. They gave him what seventy five million dollars. Um, I mean, maybe maybe he got some some maybe he got some really hardcore uh, DC you know uh, special effects wizards who were like like hardcore fans that were willing to put in some extra work uh, to stretch that seventy five eighty million to you know. For sure, hundred million dollars worth of effects. I don't know. He does. He hey, they were job. able to make sure that mustache was not even like yeah. there was no yeah. sign that's, that he had a mustache. That's almost there, the, you could not tell he was CGI. That's the biggest compliment I can give to the special effects. In oh, some way, God. is there's no like the, the yeah the no cut like once you saw it you could not unsee yeah. Yeah. like <laughs> the upper lip of Cavill and that and but, like this you could not tell in any way that that was. A thing. 
Steppenwolf yeah. looked good. Yeah, he, he really did. Yeah, yeah, I liked him as an alien. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I really liked him as an alien. Like, it was like good. You know, I never knew. You know, I guess he was an alien in the comics, but he never struck me as an alien. He just struck me as a guy with a suit like that. You know, like yeah. But they they definitely played up the alien aspect. Yeah, for which him. I liked. Yeah, which I liked. Yep. Yeah. So the effects to me were, were good. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they were definitely yeah. like, like, like before, like I said, when the bar is set as low as possible, it doesn't take much yeah. to get over it. But I think that they really did an impressive job with the special effects. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Um, what do you think about the score? Um, the original had Danny Elfman, his score. Oh. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm torn. There were, there were some times in this movie where I thought the, the new score, uh, by a different composer, uh, was, was pretty solid. And there are other times where I felt like it didn't work in the scenes. Yeah. I felt like it clashed. Yeah. Um, anybody, what are your thoughts? Uh, Jacob, what are your thoughts on the, on the score? Oh yeah, no, I, I agree. It just, some moments really did like they it was great. And then it just doesn't, it didn't feel like it fit. Like the, the moment just seemed to feel different compared to how that score was hitting. And especially just, it kind of goes back to the whole freaking wonder woman thing. It just, why that, why that music had to be in every time she was doing action. It just, (laughs) It, it still sits with me because it's something that's so ridiculous. It is. It, it is ridiculous. It is such a SNL skit. Is it? Yeah. It, it literally, it's something that I could see them literally making fun of on SNL. Yeah. Like, I, it's something I could see them doing. And I honestly, I'm surprised they haven't. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it's just, yeah, it, it was, it's something like that that just didn't really feel right for the scene. Right. In some of those other moments. I got a question for you guys. I want to, I really want to get an answer from both of you on this one. No uh, Raker, is your opinion on this movie higher? And I, Cause I thought about this after I finished watching it. Is your opinion of this movie higher than it would be if the movie preceding it, the cut that preceded it wasn't so terrible. You know, it's yeah, like, I mean, it's almost like a reflected thing where you watch this movie and you think, okay, I'm, am I, am I grading this in my head fairly? Am I giving it a, a fair opinion because it's really as good as I'm thinking it is, or it's because it can't get worse than what I saw before. Ah. Hmm. Uh. Okay, so you're trying to escape, like, we're using that as a baseline. Yeah, and if we were to remove that as a baseline, what our yeah. opinion change? Huh. Um, and I thought about this, because I, I did think about it. I thought, you know, am I, am I like, okay, this is so much better, but how would I think about this movie if this, if this hypothetically was what we got in 2017? If they did hypothetically release a four-hour movie in theaters and you went and watched it, if you're walking out, would your thoughts be the same? Hmm. Good question. Uh, for me, I would say it, it doesn't, it wouldn't change my opinion. Cause I tried to make sure that I went into this because I, uh, just how much I did not like the last one. 
I just I tried to go into this as watching it and like it was a whole new movie. Like it wasn't a recut, it wasn't a rehash. I tried to think of it as like like I just watched Batman versus Superman and this is the sequel to it kind of deal. And yeah, it does not really change my opinion because like there's some stuff that's really good as like like we mentioned, like the interactions, but there's a lot of stuff that just it's Zack Snyder moments. Like it's some of the issues he has with like a lot of his stuff. Unfortunately, Snyder has a Jesus complex mm-hmm. and it shows in everything he does. And it still shows in this. And it's one of the things that personally to me, it drives me bonkers with how much it prevails in, in these kind of movies. And so like, I tried to, I feel like it did not impact my opinion of this cut. Okay. Uh, Riker, what hmm. about you? Um, that's a good point. I never even thought of it that way. I just found myself enjoying it much more this round than the first time. I think it's because of the characters were better. I like the characters better. I like the Flash version better. I like the uh, what's it, Cyborg character considerably better this round than the yeah. first movie. You know, I think I think that was done well. Um, hmm. That's a good question. I, I would have to really, I would have had to have thought about that one a little while ago. Uh, you know, I think if this were a three hour movie, maybe even shorter, but three hour movie, if they could have, you know, cut out all the right stuff, then maybe I could make that call, you know, and then maybe say, okay, it's better because it's a good movie or it's, or an entertaining movie. Or it's better because it's this. I liked it so much more. It was so much more entertaining than the first one. You know what I mean? I liked it so much better than the first one. So yeah. I don't know. Good question, Mike. I don't know. Uh, I, it's kind of like the reverse Ant Man situation. Yeah. Like mm. people viewed Ant Man so poorly in contrast to all of the other Marvel mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, and that, and that, you know, I came away when I thought about that earlier today. I, I thought, you know, it probably does a little, if I'm being honest. I mean, I, I think I, I, tr- I mean, I think I've done a pretty good job of separating it and uh, kind of reviewing it in my in my own head on its own, you know, its own merits. But, but you know, yeah, there probably is a little, there's probably a little bleed for me yeah. personally. But I mean, that still doesn't, I still don't, don't think that, that means that my my opinion is. Uh, you know, significantly different, uh, even if it hadn't affected it. But yeah, sure. Look, I mean, I watched that movie. Uh, it was terrible. It was um, <laughs> one of the worst two hours I've spent in a movie theater in the last <laughs> five years. Um, it, it was not enjoyable at all. And I don't think there are many DC fans out there that would disagree with me. You know, right. there's a reason why hashtag release the Snyder Cut or whatever it was, was you know, trending yeah. for so long because people wanted this and they got their, they got their wish, right? I mean, they, they actually did it and they got their wish. Um, they actually, mm-hmm. the, the studio was actually pressured to give a director $75 million for a movie that was already shot four years ago. So he could do his own director's cut. That's insane folks. Really yeah. think about that for a second. Um, but I, I think that, I think it, overall this this works for me. I'm satisfied for the most part with this go. movie at the end of the day. Uh, it 
there are flaws and couple you know i think that yeah a couple um (laughs) but i think that you know i i know that there are dc fans out there that think i mean everybody just loves marvel and there's a big you know yeah whatever against dc it's it's not folks i mean it really is it's it's because i mean i look snyder to me is a talented director he is he's got talent he's got some things that i dislike in the way he shoots uh slow-mo being the big one uh (laughs) for me obviously as, as you probably tell but he's not an untalented director the problem is that whereas marvel scripts for whatever strengths and weaknesses they possess, they go through extensive rewrites. I mean, from the moment a script gets, you know, greenlit to, to be written and the final product rolls around for, you know, the shooting script, it's got a multi-year process involved for that. Yeah. And, and there, there's a reason why, you know, again, I'm not saying these scripts are, you know, this isn't Citizen Kane, folks, or, or you know, classic great Hollywood movie. Um, this is an Oscar winner style script here, but they are refined. For yeah. what they are, they are refined and they work. Um, are there criticisms to be had? No doubt about it. Do I love every Marvel movie the same? No way. Uh, some some of these I have I have significant issues with, but it's rare for me to come away with from a Marvel movie and think that script is just really awful. The problem with the DC stuff is that for the most part, this stuff is written in about three days, and shooting starts in the fourth day, <laughs> and that's a problem. You can't do that. You can't do that and rewrite constantly as you're shooting and expect the end product to be, you know, phenomenal. So the fact that this movie is solid, and to me it's solid, is I think a testament to just Zack Snyder managing to, frankly, write a solid enough script. The dialogue works for me for the most part. There are some really terrible lines in this movie. I don't even want to think about a few of them. But for the most part, it's a fairly solid script. And he managed to turn out something that was four hours long, way too long, but it's his vision. And for me, I'm satisfied enough with this. And I think if you're a comic book fan, I'm, I hope that there's enough in here that you like to to sit down and watch it because uh, it, it's yeah. worth your time. Yeah, at least I, to see I, it one I think time. It, I think it was worth doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? For all those people that have been, you know, how long have they been talking about the Snyder cut now? Four years. Yeah. Since 17. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm glad they did this. And I think it was worth doing. You know, it, it makes you wonder, like, man, I wonder how many other movies, you know, had some things missing that would have possibly made it made for a better movie. Yeah. See, one of the one thing I will say as to questioning the worth of this movie. Yes, it was it definitely was something great to let Zach get his idea and his image of a movie out there. Mm -hmm. But one of the biggest problems I think I have with the whole premise of this movie being done and this cut coming out, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, no matter how it was going to get received, whether it bombed horribly or 
does bonkers well, nothing good is going to come out of it. No, it's non-canon. This is well, not, not just that. Like if it bombs, then it just proves Warner Brothers point. Yeah. If it does great, they're not going to do it. There's not going to be a Justice League 2. They may do Martian Manhunter movie. Maybe. Like, like that's just a toss up if that's ever going to actually happen. Well, but, it, it makes everybody look like fools. Yeah, it's just it's just one of those things. It's like nothing like other than him getting to translate his vision onto screen. It just doesn't feel like anything good is going to be able to come out of this. No, it's like I said, it's it's considered a non-canon in the DCEU. So it's it just feels like it's just a standalone Justice League movie that has no particular connection at this point um but like you can't like people are gonna it's still gonna cause that confusion because it's got all these characters that are still gonna be popping up right correct it's it's (sighs) confusing and you know like you said if it it crashed and burned it was going to be a reaffirmation to the i mean come on i hate to say it folks but let's let's be honest here um uh, an aff- reaffirmation for the most part that the DC in terms of quality can't compete with Marvel. Yeah. They've only had a few movies in the last 10 years that I would consider be to be solid enough to go up against Marvel. Uh, Wonder Woman. Um, uh, oh, wait. Shazam. Shazam. Thank you. Uh, and, and I guess maybe, maybe Aquaman. And, and even then at frankly for me, I mean, I enjoyed Aquaman for what it was, but I it's a it's Aquaman's the Ant Man of yeah. the DC good movies. Yeah, it is teetering on that like <laughs> I don't know, maybe maybe not, but you know they haven't exactly been kicking out great movies since Nolan finished off you know the his uh, trilogy. So if this crashed and burned, if it came out and they were just like this is garbage, it would have yeah. been like I hate to say it, folks, but it'd be like really fully the final nail in the coffin you would ever see anything like DCU related ever again. Uh, but yeah. if it in it, it's successful, frankly, the outpouring has been significant. Yeah. Uh, the critical reception is much, much more positive. Um, so for me, what it does though, is it kind of makes everybody look like a fool. It makes, it makes, uh, it makes Warner brothers look like fools. Um, yeah. because instead of saying, you know what, um, Zach, you take the time you need. We're gonna shut down production for three months. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna re you know come up with a different release date. You do what you gotta do, and then you come back, and then we'll get this thing done. Instead, they hired Whedon, and you know, I couldn't I couldn't fault them for it. I didn't know the to the extent that ninety percent of the film was reshot by Whedon. He wrote he wrote the the script almost in its entirety. But it makes Whedon look terrible because yeah. it does because like, OK, you know, he brought that movie out, but I cut him slack. I was like, dude, like, you know, you're giving this guy reins to this yeah. movie halfway through shooting, you know, OK, it didn't work out. But hey, the guy did his best. But now knowing what we know that he basically rewrote the script and shot 90 percent of the movie all over again. No wonder the in the reshoots, the actors look like they're uh, 
uh, fallen asleep or bored as hell because <laughs> and they've already sexualized. Well, well, that too. Um, but they they all look like exactly like they would if you, you know, said, "Hey, dude, we shot this movie already. We got to shoot it again." You know, yeah. and so. You know, it, it just it makes it makes them look even worse because now, for all of its faults, this is, is this vision in and of itself. And even if they cut an hour an hour out of this movie, they still would have been a better movie than the Whedon release. So I, I think you know what ultimately it just makes everything look a lot worse for both Warner Brothers and, and Whedon. So yeah. I mean, score score one for Zack Snyder. I mean. I, yeah, it makes Snyder look great, but other than that, nobody wins. Yeah, nobody, really. nobody wins. Yeah. Nobody wins, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, it just it also really sucks as well because like even though it is being critically successful, it, we don't know if it's enough to get the Flash movie off the ground and get that back up and going because that can't get a writer to save its life. I, Mm. Uh, we, is, has Cavill signed back on, or is he still not? I think he's Superman. waiting to. I think he's waiting to see what happened with this. Is my yeah. is my opinion. I think he was waiting to see what the reception was to this, and what that reception is going to cause the studio to want to do. I yeah. think he's like it's just it's one of those things. Like it just it feels like this is nothing but a just. It's just. Uh, chaos it's chaos for chaos sake it's the joker movie what to feel like it's tell you what it's I more think, joker uh, than it's too joker bad is. they weren't able to showcase jared leto's joker more because i think he did it i thought that exchange was pretty entertaining yeah it and was... I, I guess i guess it, it's just maybe i couldn't get the joker uh jared leto's version from suicide squad out of my head <laughs> maybe you're right maybe if i went back and rewatched that it, it would land a little better with me on a second viewing but I, I just feel like that served no purpose to be in this movie that i do agree with like i the, the interaction between them two like yeah like him like throwing shade at batman like oh his mommy and daddy died his war died kind of deal it's like, yeah, I mean, that's that's an interaction you'll see with the Joker that's usually going to be pretty good, and he did a decent job with it. I just, yeah. I, it, I felt like it served that whole scene served no purpose, and yeah. Well, I mean, look, ultimately, I think I think what we are all coming down to is just that for whatever flaws this this movie possesses and its gargantuan runtime. Um, <laughs> I think that it's it's a, a movie worth checking out, and I guess you know we're not. One thing I want to get to because if you're listening to an episode and you haven't listened to one in a long time, uh, I decided to just completely scrub out uh, grades for movies. Uh, when we first started this podcast, uh, Sarah and I were doing letter grades, you know, A plus, B, B plus, whatever, um, and then I I switched to doing you know breaking down the movie and, and grading its parts and coming up with an overall grade, which I thought was interesting. But uh, I ran into issues with that, and, you know, we kind of shifted to a, to a single grade for the movie. And 
and you know, my apologies for jumping all over the place, but what I've ultimately come to it, uh, a decision wise is that I don't, I don't want to grade stuff anymore. I don't want to give, uh, I, don't, I don't care whether it's a letter grade, uh, out of 10, uh, you know, five stars, four stars, whatever. Um, our, our discussion kind of lets you know where we stand anyway. And the closest we're going to get to that is, I think, something like, you know, would you recommend this to a friend? Is this a movie that you would recommend a friend go see in the theater or sit down and pay for, frankly? Um, because if you're going to recommend it to a friend, chances are it's something that you are, you know, praising enough to, to do that. Uh, or maybe you won't. Um, so I guess, you know, Jacob, would you recommend this to a friend? Uh, in the current situation of it being on HBO max and four hours long and free. Yeah. If it was this way in theaters and you had to go pay to see it. No. (laughs) Because yeah. Uh, Raker, what about you? Would you recommend this to a friend? Uh, Hmm. This brings up a good point with the whole theaters. Hmm. Ah. A comic book friend, yes. <laughs> a regular movie goer looking for, you know what I mean, quality cinema at the theaters? No. <laughs> I don't know what, to, how else to, yeah. you know, yeah. That's why I had to like put that caveat because this is yeah. such a weird movie that it's not in theaters. It's it's a once in yeah. a lifetime situation. <laughs> yeah, think. it's such a um, weird situation. I I I went back and forth on it, but frankly, I, I think I I would rec I would recommend it, and I agree. In its current iteration, I would recommend this to a friend to watch. I think there's enough here to appreciate and to applaud this movie and i and i think i want to lead into our final thoughts here uh and and i'll start out uh here i would recommend this to a friend this movie this movie to me has enough to applaud enough to recommend there are still significant flaws with this movie like i said earlier that that no amount of money thrown at, at the director or reshoots could have fixed in my opinion um the villain is villains, I should say, are pretty weak, uniformly weak. Um, they have about as much uh, depth as paper mache. Um, <laughs> and there are simply, you know, problematic elements that the pacing, uh, and I didn't even mention this earlier, the pacing is not particularly great. Uh, it stretches in this movie where, uh, you know, there's just, just, just really dead spots in this movie just nothing happens nothing significant even happens and yet uh you know you're sitting there just like okay please get to something exciting i don't care whatever it is but for any flaws it possesses it's still a movie that i think is worth seeing because it's the original vision by the director and it's a vast improvement over its predecessor and i think with the special effects being much better. And I think the performances, frankly, in their original 
iteration because they, you know, the scenes were originally filmed and then they had to go and refilm them again for Whedon, uh, and changed and altered. Um, you know, they feel much more natural. Uh, so I think this is a, a solidish movie. Uh, I recommend it. And if you haven't seen it, it's four hours of your life. Um, I say give it a shot. If you got to watch it in two or three view or two or three sittings, do it. But yeah. I think if to, to watch it one time, it's worth that. But uh, I'll admit, is this a movie I'm going to sit down and watch uh, again? I don't think so. But it was worth my time at least once. So, yeah. You know, if this movie was broken in half and played as two separate movies, almost like, you know, Infinity War Endgame was. You know, I think, you know, and it embellished here and there in the, you know, the two parts, you know, made it a little more cohesive and made it more of a, you know, interesting sequel. I think, I think this would be a movie I would recommend to people to see if they could see it, you know, one, one year and one the next year, you know, yeah. do some proper editing. Yeah. To make it- yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, like with the whole epilogue there, like, you know, if you threw a couple more hints about it in the first movie, you know what I mean? Yeah. And tied it to, you know, the time travel or the multiverse, whatever the explanation truly is. <laughs> um, you know, threw a couple hints of it, you know, just to kind of tie them together. I think that would that would make the epilogue work. You know what I mean? Maybe even show like the Joker in the first one. A little bit, you know what I mean? Not like a lot, but just like drop some hints of him. Yeah. You know, I guess they kind of do with Arkham. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like I said, it's a mixed bag. (laughs) (laughs) But I did Um, think about that. I did think about that. Like as I sat and watched it, I'm thinking to myself, why didn't they just do this? I mean, I know they don't want to be compared to Marvel and trying to basically do everything Marvel does. But I think this movie would have been more successful if they did it in two good parts. You know, two refined movies instead of one gigantic one. I agree. It definitely, like, with some judicious editing and, like, making stuff flow better. Mm-hmm. Some better writing for the villains. Honestly, I kind of wish they would have not done Steppenwolf. I would have been down for some grainy goodness in place of him. Oh, yeah. Because, like, at least a lot of people would have known the character, at least from, like, animation stuff mm. and other Superman-based shows because yeah. uh, she even made an appearance in Smallville. Hmm. Um, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, I think that would have been a better build and, into the whole dark side situation, um, personally. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I... Th- just definitely some editing to make the story fit better and just feel more cohesive would have been nice. Would would make this an actual like good superhero movie that it deserved to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I I still end with the a lot of these characters deserved the justice of having their own movie beforehand. Yep. This uh, cut still does not resolve that issue with these characters. They yeah, uh, they gave them more justice, but still not enough justice. So so your 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 line your line in a newspaper won't be justice served. 
yeah, uh, for yeah, this correct <laughs> or or half baked uh, <laughs> well just yeah. only half served right and <laughs> let me just say Jesus. if we could have if we could have kicked and i don't have no problem with him as an actor if we could have kicked um michael or uh, jesse eisenberg out uh. of the screen and brought in michael rosenbaum from smallville as lex luther that yes. would have made me extremely happy frankly i, I actually really enjoyed uh i still enjoy the idea of joe manganello as deathstroke i thought he pulled off like he actually kind of fits that fit he fit that look really well mm-hmm. I, I actually kind of like that okay yeah yeah I, i've always you know after seeing that in the original one i was pretty stoked yeah. you know yeah. To, also uh, apparently everyone knows that bruce wayne is batman in this world yeah. yeah, everyone knows. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like, why, dude? Why even wear a mask? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. So, which is weird, considering everyone should know that Superman is Clark Kent. They haven't flipped. <laughs> like everyone should have picked up on that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Look, I think ultimately, I think we're, we're coming down on this movie at the end. Combined, I think we're all more or less in the same, roughly the same area, which is, you know, for all its flaws, it's a, it's a solid enough movie that it's worth watching. And, and I think it's got enough redeeming qualities that um, that I think you'll probably come away happy. And, and if you saw the original Justice League and you didn't like it, you're probably going to like this one significantly more. Um, you know, it's kind of like a dark, reflected glory in some ways with this movie, you know, um, you're you're being ref- you're <laughs> part of the greatness is just the fact that uh, you're you're way better than the previous iteration of this movie that was released in 2017 and and I don't know that anybody I mean you can maybe you can make an argument that it's not but um, I don't think it's true I think there's a lot more substance here than there was before and um, you know we'll see what happens frankly I I don't know. Maybe we'll get maybe this this movie is going to be successful enough. There's going to be enough, uh, you know, people clamoring about it, the fans clamoring about it, loving it, da da da. If if hashtag release the Snyder Cut or whatever, you know, got them to make this thing. Who knows? For all we know, maybe the the five star reviews that we're seeing all over the place from fans that love this movie and they do. And I've, I've read some of those reviews online, you know, uh, who knows? Maybe this is going to, you know, cause them to, yeah, maybe it's going to cause them to say, look, look, let's hold up here. Like maybe, maybe we can get something going here. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, if you'd have told me four years ago that, uh, after justice league came out, there would be a justice league Snyder cut four hours long. And that the studio gave him $80 million to make the movie that he wanted to make. I would have laughed in your face and told you were a crazy person and, and said, bring the, the white jacket. Um, but here we are. So what this movie has taught me is that crazy things can happen. And this stuff can actually get done. And I think ultimately... Uh, we don't know exactly what's going to happen when it comes to the Justice League over the next few years, but you know this movie might actually cause something to happen. 
and uh, I'll be excited to see it if it happens. Uh, I I would be happy to see further adventures, I guess. Yeah. So I mean, even though this isn't canon apparently, but you know, mm-hmm. and maybe some of the fans won't care. They just be like, "Fine, Zack Snyder, do whatever you want. I'll watch it." So maybe. Yeah. Uh, all right, everybody. Well, um, thanks, uh, Raker. Thanks, Jacob, for coming yeah, on. Yeah, talking justice league um uh so to let everybody know um a couple weeks from now we're going to be reviewing uh wandavision um so we just we just reviewed a dc property we got to review a marvel property so it's just the way it goes um Hmm. you know so so we'll do that in two weeks uh we don't know at the moment what we're doing next week uh but we'll figure that out. But two weeks from now, the there'll be a review for one division, uh, and, and expect you know expect a lot of stuff coming out uh, week by week for us uh, in the foreseeable future. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to review. Um, there's been there's been a pandemic, but you know there's still things to to review movies, TV shows, and whatnot. So we'll see you guys next time, and thanks for listening to the Freaking Geeks podcast. Thanks for listening to the Freaking Geeks podcast. Be sure to visit FreakingGeeks.com as well as our Patreon page at Patreon.com slash FreakingGeeks for more great content. Also, please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes. Trust us, it really helps. Now, if you'd like to write into the podcast and share your thoughts and ask questions, you can do so by sending your email to FreakingGeeksMedia at gmail.com. You can contact Michael on Twitter using at Michael underscore Lanich. You can contact Sarah on Twitter using at Labyrinth Rose or at Freak Geeks. Intro music for this episode is Danger Storm by Kevin McLeod, which can be found at incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. Outro music is Nowhere Land by Kevin McLeod, which can be found at incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. You can also find the attribution in the episode description as well.